the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith, where the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church, and we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, an expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, tonight we bring you part seven in our series entitled, What Were the Three Responses of Christ at the Cross? And how do these three responses relate to us in our world today? People in this day and age respond to Christ the same way the two thieves on the cross did. And in the same way, our response to Christ will determine our eternal destiny, either to be with Christ or to be separated from Christ and condemned to an eternity in hell. So stay tuned as we launch into this series, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Jerry, I'm truly blessed, and thank you always for that wonderful, challenging introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. We know that you're going to be blessed and encouraged and uh, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what we are committed to, is making sure that you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that you allow him to be Lord of your life, not just Savior but Lord of your life in obedience. And uh, we are about to conclude this series, and it's been a tremendous series dealing with uh, there are three on the cross, three responses on the cross as well. And we know that uh, uh, the way we respond to that cross of Jesus will determine our eternal destiny, either to be with him like the thief on the right side, either to be with him in eternity or to be separated from him in eternal damnation. You don't want to go that route. You don't want to go that way. So you want to make the right choice, and you don't want to be like that other thief on the cross. You made the wrong decision in the face of death, and all of us are going to face death one day, and you need to be ready. You need to not only have insurance, but assurance. That's important. Now, uh, last week, I was meddling with the word stand, stand. And I'm going to meddle with that word again, stand. Oh, that's a tremendous word, tremendous word, stand. And the Bible uses the word stand many different times in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, 
There were three crosses on Calvary. The big question is, what do they signify? What do they stand for? What does that word stand stand for? Well, let me meddle with that some more. Now, I want to lay out to you three different types of stands. Now, you're going to either be in one or the other of these stands. And we hope and trust that you are in the right one. Number one, and I introduced this last time, and I'm going to continue it today, tonight. Number one, we are either going to stand against the cross of Jesus Christ. And the world today is standing as a whole standing against the cross of Jesus Christ. And uh, Stephen, in the face of these religious leaders, they had religion up to their teeth. They were the hounds of hell, hounded Jesus to the grave. And they are people are like that today. And these uh, religious leaders, Stephen told them in Acts 7, why do you continue to resist the Holy Spirit Stiff-necked, and there are people like that today. They're stiff-necked, and they are resisting the Holy Spirit trying to get them to stand for Christ. But they're standing against Christ. They're standing against the cross. They're rejecting the cross, rejecting the plans of salvation uh, for their lives to get saved through that cross. On that first Good Friday, most of the people that stood beneath the cross, rejected, and they mocked Jesus, his act of love and forgiveness. It talks about that on, in Luke 23, verses 35 to 39. Luke 23, verses 35 to 39. Not much has changed since then. People's attitudes are the same way. The way they acted towards him on that Glorious day of love. That was love at the foot of the cross. That was love on the cross. And love standing there in the face of hate. Love standing there in the face of ignorance. Love standing there in the face of ready to forgive them. Because he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And, uh, and so... We need to understand that not much has changed since then. The majority still rejects Jesus today. The intellectuals in the universities, many liberal churches, and uh, many atheists, agnostics, and skeptics, and religions, and cults, and politicians, still rejecting the cross. Oh, they can talk Christianity, but they don't walk Christianity. And uh, they are doing these things out of ignorance. They know not what they do. And when you know what is right to do, you're going to do the right thing. So you don't want to be in this category of those who are against the cross of Jesus Christ. Because... That's a terrible decision to make, my friend. And if you're listening tonight to this message and you've been standing against the cross 
And you say, well, Jesus is uh, one prophet among thousands of others. That will send you straight to hell because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me. He's the only way to God. Now, number two, you could stand for the cross of Jesus Christ. You can stand for the cross of Jesus Christ. You know, you know, Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. So either you hate the one and love the other. You just can't serve immorality and idolatry. And you just can't serve this world and expect to serve Jesus. You can't serve your addictions and expect to serve the Lord. And Jesus also said, either you are for me or you're against me. And Jesus said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Now, you know, we have today in our world today, a lot of people not standing for Christ. Let me give you some examples. The world today is becoming more and more. Watch out now. It's becoming more and more into socialism and Marxism, communism. The world is dominated in this new administration, dominated by Marxism, communism, and uh, we got to be careful. Wanting to control everything in your life. And uh, Peter, that's why Peter and them, and John, Peter and all them in their day, they tried to control them. See, that was early Marxism in that day. And they got in the face of the early Marxism of their day and said, we must obey God rather than man. And man is trying to control us in everything. Now they want to try to, if, if you have a certain amount of money in your account, you know, they want to get involved with your accounts and find out what's in your accounts and try to control your accounts. This is a Marxist world, a socialist world, and you got to be careful. It's dominated with liberalism, Marxism, communism, hateism, and you got to stand against it in three ways, three C's. You must not compromise, number one, confuse, number two, and contradict. Those are the three C's. Now, you got to stand for the cross. And uh, we need to make an extreme discipleship decision to stand for the cross. And Jesus said, you know, if you are not for me, you're against me. And he also let us know that one day we got to stand before him. Notice that we all must stand before the bema of God, that every man will give an account. Now, that's interesting. In 2 Corinthians 10, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, rather, we must all appear before the bema seat of Christ. We must stand, and you have to give an account if you were for the cross or against it. Now, number three, and lastly, 
you could stand, make a decision to stand under the cross of Jesus Christ. And that means that you're standing under it, in it, for it, and through it. And you're standing in the blood. Because without the shedding of, of sin, of sin of blood, there's no remission of sin. See, so your sins cannot be cleansed unless you confess your sins. You got to stand under, in, and through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And that's at the foot of the cross. You got to stand and make a decision at Calvary's cross. Salvation is no true salvation. Now, notice these two S. The first S, salvation is no true salvation without the second S, surrender. Total surrender to Jesus as Savior and Lord. And we start to live and stand in his kingdom as king of our lives. And we forfeit living our lives and we make him number one by committing our lives to him. As it says, Jesus said in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. So we got to pick up our cross, follow him. Jesus calls us to commit that kind of faith. And that requires us to pick up our own cross daily. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For when whoever wants to save his life will lose it. And whosoever loses his life for, for me will save it. You know, so this is how Jesus describes an extreme true disciple. We will follow his extreme example of complete obedience to the Father and surrender our will completely to his will. It is only in losing our life that we will truly find real life. Now, say this and I'm done. The question is, which one of these three will you stand for? The old saying is true. Either you will stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Now, isn't it interesting that in the warfare chapter, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, you know how many times it mentions the word stand? Four times. You know, the thing that's going to keep you in the cross, keep you in obedience to the, the commitment of the cross, you got to put on the full armor of God daily. So if you don't get equipped, you will get whipped by the enemy. Some people are saying, I'm praying for victory. Stop it. You'll need to pray for victory. The victory is already won at the cross. Now you need to stand in the victory. You ever heard it preached like that? You need to stand in the victory. You don't say, I'm praying for victory. Victory is already won. You just got to put on the arm of God and stand in the victory daily. Lord, we ask that you would touch someone out there that's heard this message, convict them of sin, righteousness, and judgment, and help them to recognize that they're a sinner, repent, and receive you as Savior and Lord. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. 
Well, all right. It's time for us to take a commercial break. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell. And once again, I want to thank you for your continuous prayers for this ministry. We thank you so much because we know that this is a prayer-driven operation. If you guys aren't praying, it's going to be very, very difficult for us to do what we need to do. And we so appreciate those prayers. And also we want to thank uh, those of you who have partnered with us over the years uh, financially, because this is a listener-supported ministry. And without your support, we definitely would not be on the air. It costs us 400 a week to do so. And we're happy to report that we are caught up, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you. Those of you who have stepped up to the plate, you know who you are and uh, that have, have been so generous to provide for the needs of the ministry. And so we thank you profusely for hitting the home run for contending for the faith. So important, though, that you continue to give and continue to pray. There's two ways that you can donate. Uh, the first way is to send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553. Tiburon is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California 94920. But the second way is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. It's that simple. We also want to remind you that we do have all of our broadcasts and episodes uh, uh, on our podcast so that all you have to do is go to kfax.com, go to the banner and look for uh, the program title Contending for the Faith and you'll be able to access our podcast, which is containing the programs that we've aired. So if you missed any of our current series or the series before that or the series before that, you can uh, go to the podcast and grab that uh, information. You can use it for study, Bible study, and whatever. Uh, pass it on to your pastors and l- allow a lot of folks to know about it. And take advantage of that great information. Um, you know, we're coming around the corner to uh, Halloween, and we're going to have two uh, weeks in a row with a special Halloween-focused message. Now, so we'll be out of the uh, out of the studio for the next two weeks, and we're going to bring you these two special uh, Halloween messages. The first one next Saturday will be uh, entitled "Strong Delusions as it relates to Halloween." This is an episode we aired uh, a few years back. It's one of the better ones, and so we want to take it take the time and take advantage of the season to air this important message again. And then the following week on October 30th will be Halloween from a historical perspective and how to witness regarding it. So these are two two great messages uh, around the theme of Halloween that you won't want to miss. Take notes. You're going to find it incredibly informative. And uh, so 
And we also want to let you know that uh, Nancy is going to have a birthday, October 26th. So that would be one of the reasons why we'll be out of the studio. We want to have Dr. Buffer and his wife the opportunity for them, the opportunity to take advantage and celebrate. And uh, in addition, their daughter, Adia, will be having her birthday the day before on the 25th. So we want to wish them a happy birthday. Send up your birthday prayers for them and uh, send them a birthday card to the to the P.O. box. They, I'm sure they get a kick out of that. All right, Dr. Buckner, are you ready to hit the callers? Uh, yes, let's do that. And before we do that, I just want to uh, say to all of the listeners out there, thank you for your prayers, as well as your ongoing support for contending for the faith. And we got an encouraging uh, letter and blessing from Sister Margaret, and uh, and she wrote a wonderful encouraging uh small little letter uh note and then talking about how much she doesn't get a chance to listen to the program uh as often as she would like to but she's um inspired by what we do and wanted to support us to continue to spread the word of god that jesus christ is the son of god jesus christ is lord god is the creator of all things and by his grace we are saved so we just appreciate uh, wonderful notes and uh, letters uh, like this. And so we always like to bring it out and we encourage others to continue to do that as well. So, amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's go to uh, Brother Rick on line one. Brother Rick, how are you doing? I'm blessed. How about yourself? Oh, brother, I tell you, we're truly blessed and having a wonderful time here in the studio we trust that you got encouraged by the word. I didn't get. I did get encouraged, and basically, we have to stand in the cross. Yes, Amen. Is and that the message is: we must go, come, first come to the cross and then stand in the cross. That's it. That uh, I couldn't have said it any better than that. Appreciate that. And what's on your heart tonight? You have a question. That's an interesting question. Uh, uh, I was going through the book of Revelation, and one of the more confusing areas is Revelation 12. We know who the dragon is. We know who Michael is. But there's some, some mystery around the woman in Revelation. And I'd like to have you break that down. Right, right. Thank you so much for that question, because um, a lot, there, there are a lot of, there is a lot of confusion uh, around who the woman is, and there's different interpretations depending upon uh, the way you've been uh, taught, as well as uh, if you are a dispensationalist, you will look at that as uh, being, uh, you know, uh, is Israel, the woman being Israel, and there are some people that are not dispensationalists who will say the woman is Israel. And so uh, if you really do a thorough uh, study of this, it's it's laying out uh, something I believe is very clear, uh, and we see that there are different characters listed in this uh, Revelation chapter twelve, and one is you have uh, the child, and uh, it's important for us to know who the child is, and then you have Michael, uh, the uh, Archangel, and uh, mentioned in 7, verse 7, and you have the child in verse 2, 
and child, uh, man, child, in verse five, and you can go on and on, and uh, and then you have the dragon mentioned in seven, the great dragon in nine. <coughs> if you continue to move on, you have him identified as the devil in verse twelve, and then you have the dragon mentioned again, and then you have the child mentioned again in verse uh, thirteen. And then you have the woman uh, mentioned again in verse 16, and then the dragon, verse 17, and then the woman mentioned again. And so uh, let me kind of break this down on this level, that uh, the dragon represents Satan. That's very clear. Uh, the woman uh, represents the ideal people of God, the church the ideal people of God, the church, because there are uh, people, the dispensationalists want to separate the uh, the church from uh, Israel. But really, when you look at Galatians 3 and 28, it talks about there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. So we're all one. And so this church, and this is kind of like a good way to break it down with her. The woman represents the ideal people of God, the church. Uh, and you, you can't separate Jewish believers from Gentile believers. We're all one in Christ. Um, and then the child, number three, represents Christ or the seed. And that seed is mentioned all the way back in uh, Genesis chapter 3, the seed of a woman, that's a prophecy regarding Christ down the, the, the road so um, uh, of Revelation. So hopefully uh, that helps to give a little more insight into this. It, 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 uh, I tried to break it down as basic as possible, uh, but uh, if you, like I said, if you are with the dispensation of count, you're going to come up with a different perspective. But uh, if you, uh, and the dispensational position is something that uh, came into existence in 1830s uh, under John Nelson Darby and the Plymouth Brethren and that sort of thing. You, that's a historical fact. And a lot of people don't want to hear it that way, but you do some study on that and you'll find that it goes all the way back to a young girl saying that she had a revelation that the church would be gone before the tribulation period. And then John Nelson Darby jumped on the bandwagon and then the Plymouth Brethren and then the dispensational movement and then many different seminaries uh, that jumped on the bandwagon as well. So that's kind of like where we're at with that. And hopefully that gives some insight to your question, Brother Rick. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have any prayer requests that we can pray for you? Because I know you're always kind of going through some transition physically, and we want prayer to talk. Primarily health physically. Uh, primarily my family. Okay. The things by especially for salvation and for a better, and for a better relationship. Mm hmm All right. Okay, well, let's go before the Lord in prayer on that. So, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick and his good question tonight. We pray that you continue to keep him in good health. Continue, Lord God, strengthen him, encourage him, and keep him in, in positive spirits. 
And we pray for his family, Lord God, for salvation, and that you would just continue to be able to allow him to bear witness and bring other people into their lives as well. Let them hear it from all directions and let them come into a saving knowledge of you, Lord God. And so we just thank you, praise you, and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Rick, for your call. We really appreciate always your call and your questions. Do we have enough time to at least get... Yeah, we do. I think so. We question? Yep, we do. Okay. So it's Sophia on the line. Sophia, how you doing? Well, I tell you, uh, uh, Dr. Bracknell, Brother Gary, is the first time, it's the first that I was brought to tears. I have to tell you, and as precious Brother Rick said, standing in the cross... But, Dr. Buckner, I have a question, but I have to say that when you said, I, I started to cry because when you said, standing in victory, that we have victory already, I have never heard anybody put it that way. And that is so important, particularly now with the enemies among us against Christ, even in our own country here. And I'm not from this country, so I appreciate this country so much. And it scares me. But I have to tell you, that was so powerful. I might even say it's the most powerful thing I've ever heard you say in, in, in such a clear way that we have to remember we have the victory already. And I just am so blessed by that opening. I, I, I can't even tell you. I, 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 I hate to say it. I went right from my pen to write out a check. I'm not equated with that to money, but I'm just saying that I was so moved by that because I have never heard it said that way. And so God bless you for for putting saying something I think is so important, particularly for us to remember. And, and, and that I will hold on to every single second of every day. We have the victory. We must Amen. stand in the victory. That is so true. And, and I go around uh, the country teaching and preaching on that, when I do a teaching on spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. I use a PowerPoint and teaching people and they get touched like what you just shared because you hear it all the time, people saying, I am praying for victory. Mm-hmm. And I will say to them, uh, no, you don't have to pray for victory because the victory is already won over 2000 years ago. What you need to do now is put on the armor of God and stand in that victory that's already won. And that's, I'm so glad that you are touched by that, and you blessed me by your words of encouragement. Well, thank you so much. I don't know if I have time for my question now, but I have to say that, because that you was... Do. You do have time. Why don't we get your question, and then maybe when we come back from the commercial break, we can address it. Okay, I'll be really, really fast. I'm just, I'm just shaking, because it was so powerful. But my question is that the Israelites, when they came out, I'll talk fast, they came out of um, bondage. And so, um, and then Moses went to be with, with God for 40 days, and they were murmuring already, even though they came out of Egypt, and they built the golden calf, the idol, and of course God was fuming, and he even pulverized it, made them drink it. But th- there's another place in the Bible, Dr. Buckner, where there is a serpent, a, a, an idol, and, and in Moses' time, I don't know where in the Bible, but we were supposed to, they were supposed to look at it, um, and that was a sign of faith. And if, if they didn't look at it, it was a sign of lack of faith. So why is one an idol, but the other one isn't? I don't know why. It was a serpent. You know, I don't know where in the Bible it is. Yeah, you can you can look at Numbers 21. Okay. Versus, Numbers 21, verses 6 through 9. Okay. And so 
you, do we have enough time with this, Gary, or we need to put her? We have one minute before the break. Okay, let me just say something to introduce it. Uh, the judgment of God always comes around two things that sound alike, and one mm -hmm. is uh, idolatry, and the other one is immorality. The idol, mm -hmm. the golden calf represented idolatry, mm -hmm. and then stripping themselves represents immorality. And throughout the Old Testament, God always judged them for that. And mm -hmm. so you do have a, a golden calf that's representing uh, idolatry, and yet the serpent in the uh, Old Testament uh, became a typology of uh, appointing to Christ because the people, oh. because it pointed to Christ saying in the New Testament, if I, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, Mm -hmm. the son of man be lifted up, you know, so he referred to that. And so it was a typology pointing to him and the people didn't even fully understand it back then. Mm -hmm. But uh, as it came, it was a pointing to the New Testament as a typology of Christ. Oh, I understand. Okay, that was really helpful because I couldn't understand what why it was different. And I still can't understand, Dr. Buckner, how the Israelites knowing all the, the, the you know, um, miracles that they saw, why did they still reject God? I don't understand why they have to, but, you know, that's another... another well, the, writer, the writer, of, I can explain that to you quickly, the writer of Hebrews said that most of them died in the wilderness because of unbelief. You know, there's a lot of people who got it in their heads, but not in their hearts, and the writer of Hebrews, they read the whole book, you know, he, he really gets in the middle of Hebrews talking about that most of them died in the wilderness. And so Joshua and Caleb was the only one that made it to the promised land along wow. with the younger generation. The rest wow. of them all died in the wilderness. And the reason why is because of unbelief. And the serpent, if they kept looking at it, a lot of people got healed, but wow. because it was a typology pointing to Christ in the New Testament, if he lifts, if he'd be lifted up as the serpent was lifted up, we will be healed through his miraculous miracle as well so that's all right we need to take a quick break let's hold that thought and come back and we'll get we'll finish up all right it's time for us to take that break we'll be right back with more of contending for the faith You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Uh, my name is Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. Also, if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. And we just want to thank you guys for praying. Thank you so much for all the prayers that have gone up for this ministry, as well as your financial giving. And we just thank you because this is a prayer-driven ministry as well as a listener-supported ministry. There's two ways that you can donate. Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. And again, we want to remind you that for the next two weeks, we're going to be 
airing some special Halloween messages from the best of contending for the faith. Next week, we're going to uh, air a message entitled Strong Delusions as it relates to Halloween. And then the following weekend, we're going to uh, air Halloween from a historical perspective and how to witness regarding it. So you won't want to miss those uh, important messages. We won't be live in the studio those two weeks. Dr. Buckner and Nancy are going to be celebrating Nancy's birthday. She's going to be 25. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Doc, Doc's been robbing the cradle, of, you know. <laughs> and loved, so she love hearing that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, she's, uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, Benjamin Buttons going backwards <laughs> she's going backwards okay <laughs> and so as well as his daughter's birthday is the day before so it's going to be a weekend of birthdays for the Buckner family and so we're going to uh, let them have a little time off to celebrate those important occasions well let's get back to Sophia. Sophia, you still there? Yes, you know, Dr. Buckner, I'm going to ask, I know this is very uh, indulgent of me, but a very quick, uh, it's tied to what I said, quick question, if I was right or wrong. I have a colleague, I'm not going to identify anybody, but she's told me that at night she does cocaine, it relaxes her. I said to her, now, was I wrong to say this? I said, you know what, that's an idol. And she said, no, 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 it's not a statue. I'm, it doesn't interfere with my faith. I'm just snorting cocaine because it makes me, relaxes me. Isn't it an idol? Well, it can, it's anything that is an addiction is an idol. Mm-hmm. So cocaine is not something that you should, the person should be messing with unless she is uh, under a doctor's uh, control, a doctor's direction. And to just be doing that, is detrimental not only to her uh, mind and, 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 and mental capacity, but also her body. And the Bible says, uh, and with the Apostle Paul, if anyone destroys the temple of God, him God shall destroy. Uh-huh. Uh, so in First Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. So uh, yes, it is an idol. Uh, anything that's an addiction is an idol. And anything that's detrimental to your body is an idol, and uh-huh. and it's taking the place of God, and you know, and it's and then also it's abuse of money because you're using money to uh, the, to to feed into the idol. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's get to your prayer. You have any prayer requests before we get to our next phones? Well, actually, I I normally don't, but yes, I have a prayer request because I have a terrible fall. And my spine, you know, I'm kind of little. So anyway, just pray that there are no fractures and, and that it, it will heal. All righty. Well, let's do that. And thank you so much for your call and your question as well. Uh, Brother Gary, let's lift uh, Sophia up. Mm-hmm. Sophia, someone once told me it's not the fall. It's the sudden stop at the end that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so well, cool. we know and. We'll trust God that he will give you a healing touch. Lord, we just pray for Sophia that there is no serious uh, damage done as a result of this fall, no fractures, no breakage, Lord God. But you, Lord God, just touch her body from the crown of her head to the bottom of her soul and bring healing, life, restoration, wholeness. Give her peace and strength and encouragement in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you, Sophia. God bless you. All right. You know, we should probably, we had a request for prayer from Brother Alfred. We'll take a second and pray for that. Let's do that. 
All right. We lift up Brother Alfred and uh, his wife, um, his brother and uh, I guess his brother and his wife are struggling in their relationship. So, Lord, we just pray that you would just touch that relationship and uh, bring reconciliation, uh, that you would bring love once again into their lives and uh, restore that relationship in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And hopefully, uh, thank you, Brother Gary, and hopefully they are involved with a well, healthy, balanced church and mm-hmm. getting some Christian counseling because you can't solve these problems on your own. And the devil is really against marriage because it's, it's an institution that Jesus established. And so they really need to uh, be in a well, healthy, balanced church if they're not, and they need to get some good Christian counseling uh, and if you, they want to call us, Gary will give the number later, and they could. Uh, we can also direct them to some good Christian counseling if they don't, if they're not involved with any Christian church at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Alfred has the number; he can pass it on if he's listening. Amen. Well, let's go to our next caller, Brother Cece. He's been waiting patiently. Brother Cece, how you doing? All right, how you doing, brother? We are truly blessed. Good to hear your voice and. Look like we have a little time with you in conclusion. Do we have, or do we have, uh, yeah. We have yep. a little time with you. So uh, what did you get out of the message? Did you hear the message tonight? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, what What were some things that stood out to you and touched you tonight? When you, when you said we should be, when you said we should be standing under the cross and you talked about without the shedding of blood, it's no remission of sins. And you also talked about that Jesus is uh, the way he said he's the only way to the Father, and I really like those points, you know. Oh, very it's, good. Because very so many good. people think that Jesus, so many people disagree with that. They say that there's many there's, uh, many ways to, you know, to get to God, and um, you basically made that clear, and I'm glad you made that statement, along with everything else he said. Mm-hmm. Oh, very, very good. Well, we always appreciate your... Uh, input back and what's on your heart tonight uh what's what's uh your question tonight you know i'll probably just hold off on my question and um, let you you can maybe close out the program and maybe what you want to talk about and then just uh, just give me a little bit of prayer and i'll just pick it up probably next time well we we could we have a little time where we can kind of get into some of your prayer requests and uh and what we can pray around you and your family what's on your heart regarding your own personal issues as well as uh, family. Well, I want to pray for my mother, Rosa Linda, and my dad, my family, and then a friend of mine's mother um, has um, a mental illness and the medicine is not working and she's not able to sleep and there's a lot of things going on. And with me, I have a particular, uh, I have a stalker in my building who's been stalking me and there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening and the property manager's not doing anything about it. And it's getting, it's gotten to the point now where it's really, I don't even like leaving my house because this person is, it's been, this has been going on. And, and I'm just, I need God to step in and do something about this because this is really taking a toll on me. Mm-hmm. How long has this been going on? For over five years. Five years? Um, yes. Uh, so this person has done, what has the person done to you? What are some of the things that he's done, he uh, done to you? 
Well, they follow me like when I come outside my apartment, they watch me. Um, I have a, my my sisters came over to pick me up. She don't like come over here because one time one time she he jumped in front of the car where my sister was. Um, and then the last time my sister was here, he when she came out, she called me basically frantic because he got behind her and was following her. And it's just been a series of things where he's 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 been watching me. He follows me and. Um, it's so much I can't even explain it all, but it's, it's just like it's it's really taking a toll on me, and um, I've just I, I need God to step in and do something about this. Well, let me say this, and uh, and I hear you. What God does, He steps in when we do our part. Uh, when we pray for wisdom and knowledge and discernment, He does His part. So, what you need to do, I've counseled people a lot of times in situations like this. So, what you need to do is. Uh, document everything that's going on. Uh, you know, what's you've been five years of this, you need to document it. You also need to make a police report. And because if the management is not going to do anything, you need to make a, a police report about the individual uh, standing in front of the car and harassing you and all of that stuff. And then you will probably need to also get a restraining order because when somebody's doing all of these things, the next thing you know, it's gonna, it can end up becoming fatal. It can be deadly. So you need to do your part where you, uh, you know, get the police involved and make a police report on it and get a restraining order on that individual because it's gonna get worse and worse. If they see you, the management not doing anything and, uh, you know, they're going to continue to feel, be, feel enabled to get worse. So that's what I would recommend that you do. Uh, Gary, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add to that, but that's what I would recommend that you do and do that quickly and swiftly. Well, no, I don't have anything to add to that. I would say that five years worth of this, that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, to be enduring this kind of nonsense. Um so you you should really you know utilize wisdom and and I would follow Dr. Buckner's recommendation and get the police involved because this is this is ongoing and it's and it's kind of it's a serious thing for you know if your family's being threatened when they come over and if you're not no longer feeling safe. Uh, and especially if you if you're stuck where you are, you can't get away from this this guy. And uh, yeah, it's a mental toll on you as well, yeah. spiritual, and it's affecting you internally. Uh, but uh, you you must document everything. Let the police department know, and then tell them that you want a restraining order on the individual. Uh, and the police need to confront the individual to shut the individual down uh and if they go any further after you get the restraining order they'll be able to arrest the person so that's what i would recommend that you do and when we oftentimes will say i gotta seek the lord for the lord to really uh step in well god has given us enough knowledge and wisdom uh and discernment to do our part because he can't help you unless you do your part. There's some simple things that you do, and that's some common sense. There's, a, there's an old saying that the 
the, the best degree you can get is a doctorate of common sense. And you have to use that. We have Gary Hurd at the music. We have Gary pray for you. Hopefully, this is encouraging words for you. Yeah, so Lord, we just lift up CC in this situation. We pray, Lord God, a hedge of protection, a wall of fire around him and all of his loved ones. And Lord God, we pray that you, Lord God, would, would step in and, and take care of this problem. But at the same time, Lord God, we pray that you would uh, lead him to the right authorities, that they would step in and give him protection, restraining order, and everything necessary that you put in uh, the law's hands in order to deal with these situations. Protect him and keep him and give him peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. Please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.